We're gathered here today. It's a sad day for our yeshiva to lose Rabbi Yosef's wife, Tzatzal, a, uh, an ind- individual, a tzaddik, a rebbe, a tamachacham, was connected to our yeshiva for many, many decades. He graduated from our high school. He graduated from Yeshiva College. He has smicha from Ramosha Salavechik, a person who's connected from a Yeshiva back as early as the 1930s. It's hard for us to relate to someone who's been connected to a Yeshiva from the 1930s and been giving Shia for decades and decades and decades. He, start, he began teaching, and I'm sure the others will, will say as well, his first teaching position uh, was that we would call, I guess, a, a choser, a sheer assistant for Moshe Salavechik back in either 1938 or 1939. And in, one thing led to another by the rough shear and continued on to give shirim in the yeshiva, primarily in Chulin Yaradea. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of musmachim from our yeshiva studied Yeridea with Rabbi Weiss. There was a long tekufa, I don't know exactly how many years or how many decades, where in order to get smicha from Yeshiva, from Ritz, you had to have your learning of Yeridea with Rabbi Weiss. And think about for a second, how many shuls have rabbis or educators who had smicha during those years, and how many communities they built, and how many congregants that they have, and how many lives were affected by my wife teaching them the Yeridea Shir, which propelled them to finish their smicha. My wife held uh, the Freeburg chair in Talmud, uh, which was established by the Rothschild family. And we are here today just to hear from our from Rebbeim, from our Rosh Yeshiva, to reminisce a little bit about that time, about that period, for us to try to still t- stay connected to a Rosh Yeshiva who was not born in the United States, but grew up in, the, in, our, in our yeshiva, learned in our yeshiva, gave so much Torah over in our yeshiva. We'll begin with, by saying a few capitals to Hillim. I call upon uh, President Richard Joel to say the first capital to Hillim. I want you to know before each of the Shalosh Regalim and before the Yomim Im. I would always receive a handwritten note from Rav Weiss thanking me and thanking the yeshiva for its goodness to him as long as I've been resident. I also need you to know that the yeshiva had commitments to Rav Weiss so that even when he was not able to come here, we would make sure that there would be Talmidim who would go to his apartment to learn with him, both so that they could have the benefit of learning from him and both so that he could have the ongoing privilege of teaching. Uh, finally, many of you remember that last year uh, he came, came to the yeshiva and uh, we basically honored him and he spoke. And I must tell you the joy he took from seeing this base medrash and those who dwell therein and what he saw himself as being one of the builders of was immeasurable and he didn't fail to express it.
Dr. Dobrinsky to say the next kapitel to him. Kapitel Chavkimel. Before I recite together with you this kapitel Tilim, I had discussed to know Rabbi Weiss throughout the years that I was at Yeshiva. And it was a great scus just to be in his presence, even though I was never a Talmudist. But I had this scus too of working uh, in Toronto with the help of Kurt Rothschild, a member of the REITs board, and uh, getting Mr. and Mrs. Perez and Frieda Friedberg to establish the chair that was conferred upon Rabbi Weiss as the kind of person that they would be proud to have as a Rosh Yeshiva teaching under their aegis. Mizmor le David Adonai Roi lo Exar Mizmor le David Adonai Roi lo Exar Binoz Deshe Nafshi Yishovei Vyantcheini B'maglei Tzedek L'man Shemo Gam ki eilech b'geit Salmoves Lo iroro ki ato imodi Shifticho mishantecho Heimo yinachamuni Taroch lefonai shulchan neged sorroi Dishant of Hashem and Roshi kosi rivoyo Ach tov v'chesed yudifuni kol yimei chayoi V'shavti b'veis arinoi l'orech yomim Yes, Rabbi Chalap, to say a few words about Rabbi Weiss.
wife began serving in a manner of speaking on the faculty of REITs at the age of 18 or 19 in 1938 as the Choser Bacher who reviewed the sheer of Reb Moshe Tzalaveshik Zecher Tzadik Levrocher a Bacher at that time in addition to his formal students Talmudim from the different parts of the city some of them erstwhile Iluyim prodigies of the highest level and whose reputations were reveled in Europe already came to hear in Moshe Zetzal's Shiurim which as I understand it were generally by our standards of time and exposition relatively short and to the point and remain the responsibility of the Bacher Chazer to explicate the Shur and only an absolutely first rate Talmud Chacham could be entrusted with this responsibility of bringing to the students the full measure and authenticity of what was said. Just a year before he started to be the Choser, Reb Chaim Sefer on the Rambam in 1937, may have been at the end of 36, was published. And the two editors were Moshe Salvechik and Ravel Salvechik, the two sons of Rav Chaim. So to come into that sheer at that moment when one of the great breakthroughs of learning in, in our century before was a very special honor and one had to be on the level of that honor. At this time, Reb Moshe was at the height of his powers. And it was at this time that Reb Yosef Weiss was asked to be the choser in bringing Reb Moshe's Torah and Chidushim to the Talmudim. And to those even beyond the walls of our yeshiva. And it was one of the great contributions of our yeshiva. At that time, his shear was the most well-known shear in America. And everybody in Europe knew who he was. And they used to come to hear his shear him, come here with the subways or the buses, to hear it much shear in addition to his regular Tamidim. I came to Yeshiva, graduating from Yeshiva Srabenu, Yisrael Salanta in the Bronx. And I was placed in Rabbi Ephraim Steinberg's first year shear in what was MTA at the time. It was 1943 in the middle of the Second World War. 
But at the time, there were three or four pre-first year shirim was young rabbeim. This is pre-first year. Steinberg was the first year. I remember the names. Baron Chatskis, the son of the Lomza Rosh Yeshiva. With Michal Katz, the son of Rabbi Katz in the Eretz Yisrael, who was one of the Dere Hador. And with Yosef Arnest, Kulam Zecher Tzadikim so he became a formal Rosh Yeshiva I don't know when maybe a year after two years after he served as the Chose Bachor of Rav's of Rav Moshe Rav Weiss must have been 2022 when he became a Ram and he was nerd among the outstanding young Rebbeim in Yeshiva Dr. Belkin promoted him in short order to become the Rebbe of the Yeridaeus year which in a manner of speaking was the highest year in Yeshiva as we would count Urim, because almost every student had to attend this year to receive smicha, as was noted before. His year was known for its rigor and for Rabbi Weiss's high and strict expectations of his students. Passing his Bechina to qualify for smicha was no easy task, and it was a difficult path for him to follow. Rabbi Weiss was in fact a Rebbe giving shir here from 1938, if you count these days of Bacher, of, uh, He gave that shir. So a week and a half ago, as President Joel explained in, to his great credit, and of course to all the People were here. He was here during the time of Dr. Revel brought him here to take over the role of the Meisha Tehillu and Meisha that time. He was here for 77 years giving a year of one sort or another. Possibly the longest tenure by at least a decade of any other Revy. In addition, of course, he was a rabbi of the Maria Shul. Maria was a very special shul. It was a place where Rabbi Yeshebed, Rav, gave his shiurim, and was one of the most noted Mekomos Torah. It was a small thing. It wasn't a great temple, but it was probably the greatest resource of a shul as a purveyor of Torah. In a manner of speaking, he united two ends of Washington Heights. For his remarkable wife, which must need be mentioned here, she gave him much of his strength and watched over him religiously. Without her, I don't believe he could have had the years and the success that were his. And I mention her now because she was the daughter of Dr. Muller. That was his father-in-law, who was the leader of the Frankfurt community in Frankfurt. And the leader of that community here in America, too, together with Rabbi Breda. We were on Amsterdam Avenue overlooking the Harlem River. And they were on the other side of the heights 
overlooking the Hudson. It must also be noted that Rabbi Weiss was a graduate of Yeshiva College and he went to MTA as well. He certainly was one of the first, if not the first, who graduated college and became a Rebbe here at the Yeshiva. In that way, even as the two communities may have been apart in philosophy, they were united through Rabbi Weiss and he brought Chaim Tevim, his wife. Rabbi Weiss left an indelible mark in Yeshiva, which is known, but not as well known as it should be. He left probably one of the largest collections of Divrei Torah, which he had written on all shots, but particularly on your day in Chulun. He told me how many books they comprised already, and I was always talking, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Publish them. Which I surely hope and believe will see the light of day and will be a vivid and prideful, prideful treasure of Torah. There's one point I'd like to close with to tell you about Rabbi Weiss. With all that I've said, he was possibly the Rebbe of longest tenure to Shiva, one of the first Rebbeim to graduate Yeshiva College. He graduated MTA. He was also one of the closest individuals, and this will come as a surprise to me, he used to tell me almost every month or every other month, of the Rebbe of Sattler, who on the surface represents a different world entirely. I was at the funeral of the Sakna Rebbe with 100 and 150,000 people. It was one of the largest funerals in New York State. The highways were all clogged. They closed the highways. He died on a Saturday night, Shabbos night, although he had, he said, Shabbos after Shabbos in the morning, that day of his death. The Levi was on Sunday, and I happened to find myself in a group of some of the leadership of Satmar at the Levi. They were discussing who would be the Mamala Markham of the Satmar Rebbe, who didn't have any of his own children. To my absolute surprise, and I can't remember, can't, can't forget it, they were discussing who would be the Mamala Markham of the Satmar Rebbe who didn't have any of his own children. They mentioned three names. I remember only one. And I was stunned and astonished to hear that one of the names mentioned to become the successor of the Sakna Rebbe was Rabbi Yosef Weiss. It's unbelievable. I should have been the one there to hear this and to be able to bring this to you. He didn't go with a long coat. Maybe Shabbos. He didn't come here with a long coat. Maybe Chagasmicha. They commented to each other, you know how highly the Rebbe held of his learning. He used to go every month or every two months to visit the Rebbe and talk to him in Torah until the... This is the Rabbi Rice who taught at our yeshiva, Thomas Chochem, Rebbe, and Yeresha Mayim, par excellence. It is amazing that the first words of Sedra this week is Vayechi. The Pasha is really about dying. And so is Vayigash. 
And yet it begins with the word Vayachi. It's the first word after Yigash, and then it talks about a whole door going away. The answer is that Yaakov Avinu continued to live, and his name became greater and greater, and he's even more alive as the generations, as the centuries, as the millennia continue. Rabbi Weiss passed away yesterday. What we still proclaim by Yechi. Yes, uh, that Rav Schechter also share a few words. Just on Shabbos Hanukkah, some of my children came from out of town to spend the uh, Yantuf with us, Hanukkah with us. I was learning Perak Merube with one of my grandsons, uh, and I told him over something that I remember I learned by Rabbi Weiss. Um, I just saw Rabbi Weiss last at uh, two, three months ago. He was in Masada Kedushin by the wedding of his great-granddaughter who married the grandson of the Minkatcher Rebbe. So he, uh, we, we met the Minkatcher Rebbe this past summer. We were touring in Hungary. So he invited all of our group to come to his chasana. So some of us went to Rabbi Weiss in Masada Kedushin at the chasana. I, didn't, I saw he wasn't uh, so strong. I didn't realize was, uh, he was three months before his ptira. He was very happy about the shidduch. That his, grand, his great-granddaughter was marrying this is his son-in-law is the um, Majid Tzerebbe. So the granddaughter of the Majid Tzerebbe married the grandson of the, um, the Minkat Tzerebbe. So he was very happy about the Shidduch. He said, he said that the Minkat Tzerebbe, who's older than me, is a fine younger man. <laughs> he knows how to learn very well. So he was, he was very excited about the Shidduch. I didn't realize he was so weak at the time. I was, uh, when I was Bar Mitzvah, uh, over 60 years ago so my father took me I was by mitzvah in the middle of the summer my father brought me to the yeshiva I joined the yeshiva first year high school uh, first year high school I had Rabbi Tendler Moshe David Tendler and we covered 40 blot in Bovikama just Kumar Rashi and Tysus we just didn't do the Tysus Shil Yoshiyot Samitzasa we left at that time every other Tysus we did and then Rabbi Tendler uh, thought that I was uh, talented and I should skip so he recommended I should skip to Rabbi Weiss's year. Rabbi Weiss at that time taught fourth-year high school. But you had to be uh, special to be able to skip and to, uh, to, to attend Rabbi Weiss's year. He didn't want to let me into his year. So my father had to plead Rachmanis. My father was friendly for Rabbi Weiss. My father loved Rabbi Moshe Salvechik also. So Rabbi Weiss allowed me to attend his year on condition. If it turns out that if I do well the first month, so I'm otherwise going to kick me out of the year and let me go back to the second-year high school. So he was... It worked out well. It was there. So we learned Maruben Hachoyvel. So I remember uh, when I was learning with my uh, grandson on Shabbos Hanukkah, I told him over one of the things that Rabbi Weiss had told us. He learned Gemara regular with the, with the Yeshua, with the, with the regular standard Mepharshim. He used to he used to make believe that he doesn't he was brought up here in the neighborhood his mother when I got married I moved into 56 men and his mother can still live in 56 men he came I think when he was two years old he came from Europe he was brought up here in the neighborhood that's why he met Rabbi that's why he met Dr. Muller's daughter he lived right over here 
So I remember he would make believe that he does know English, make believe that he does know college. And he used to, we found that later on. What are you talking about? He read the New York Times every day. And he had, he's, he had, I think he had a graduate degree in chemistry or something. I forgot already what. He had gone to college. We didn't know. He made believe that he didn't know. And he would always make believe when he gave the shear, he make believe. Everybody knows this. I remember he said, you never heard of the Megala Hamukas? 13 years old, 14 years old. Who ever heard of the Megala Hamukas? Never heard of the Megala Shapiro? Never heard of Amnusen Shapiro. He, that was his style of teaching. Everything. Never heard of this. Never heard of that. It was very, very exciting to be. I remember in addition to teaching Gemara with, uh, with Mepharshim, with standing Mepharshim, we used to t- the requirement was how to teach Chumash also. So I remember some of the things that he taught us in Chumash. I say them over. I remember we, we, he taught us uh, starting from Bamidbar. The Hanhola must have told me he has to teach Bamidbar. I guess it was assumed we already knew the other Chumashim from before, from earlier grades. I remember the beginning of Bamidbar when the census when Yisrael was taken. So the Ramban says that everyone had a Moshe Abena take the census when Yisrael. They stood in front of everyone's tent, and everyone had to write a list of all of the names of the people in their family. Moshe Abena put all the names together. So the Ramban, I think, writes on Chumash. Moshe Abena would look at the list of the names, and he would give a bracha to the whole, all the members of the family. So he said, that's the mark for giving a kvittel to a Rebbe. He writes down all the names of the children. The Rebbe looks at the names like Moshe Abena, gives a bracha. I remember he said, uh, so I say that over uh, every so often, uh, his Ramban. Then I remember once he told her he married Dr. Muller's daughter. Dr. Muller was a descendant of Rabbi Hirsch, Rabbi Hirsch. I remember once in class, he said over something from Rabbi Hirsch's commentary on Chumash, when does it apply, when it doesn't apply. So uh, a few years ago, I said over that, I used this word from Rabbi Hirsch in this year, and I had to publish, uh, had to write up this year and publish it. I spoke in Eretz Yisrael. So I had a pintus. I didn't know where this Rabbi Hirsch was. So I was embarrassed to ask Dr. Rabbi Weiss. I don't know why I was embarrassed. At first I asked Dr. Bondi, who was also a descendant. So he said he never heard of it. Then I asked Mrs. Beckhoffer. She never heard of it either. So I had no choice. I asked Rabbi Weiss. I started by saying, you remember many years ago I learned in Yeshia? I said, of course I remember you learned in Yeshia. And he said over the name of Rabbi Hirsch. Of course he Rabbi Hirsch. And it was Shaila. I said, they're trying to find, they don't know where it is. What do you mean they don't know where it is? It's right there on the Pusik, right on the Pusik. How come they didn't know? Because he read Rabbi Hirsch in German. And in the German edition, he has sections in Hebrew. So when they translated the German into English and into Hebrew, they never translated the Hebrew. The, the footnotes in Hebrew and halacha they never translated so that's why the others didn't know but he knew the Rabbeinu Hirsch in the original German so that's why uh, he knew the Hebrew comment he told me right away where it was I remember Rabbi Weiss used to live here in the neighborhood so I remember attending the Shevet Brachas of his daughter when the daughter married the young man who's now the Moshe Rebbe. we had a big simcha Rabbi Weiss's home when Rabbi Weiss was a bocha, he was very close, a teenager, he was very close to Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik. So that's why on Shabbos afternoon he used to spend learning with Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik and Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik in their home. He was very close to Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik. Because he was so close to, uh, to Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik, so then when Rabbi Soloveitchik uh, was the Ravaria, the Shula on 80th Street in Broadway, so then when it was too much Rabbi Soloveitchik, so Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik took over. Then Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik moved to Skoki to teach there in the yeshiva, so then he recommended that they should take uh, Rabbi Weiss. That was his charusa from years before. Remember, several years ago, when Rabbi Weiss's daughter passed away, so it was a tragedy. 
A person has to sit shiva for his child. So a few of us went to be Menachemovah. We didn't know what to say. So we were just sitting there. We didn't say anything. So Rabbi Weiss took out one of the volumes of the Chassam Seifer. I forget what it was already. And he showed us in one of the Hagdamas that the Chassam Seifer writes that everyone is brought into this world with a mission to accomplish. Once you've accomplished your mission, you don't need it any. You don't need it anymore. So then you can go to the Oil He said apparently he didn't. He wasn't crying. He was just sitting there calm. He said apparently his daughter had accomplished her mission, and uh, and she wasn't needed anymore. She went back to the Oil Rabbi Weiss had a fantastic mission of Habotzes HaTorah, and I think he accomplished his mission in a fantastic fashion. Uh, just to conclude, Mir Tashem, there'll be more opportunities uh, to, to reminisce and to, to hear about stories uh, about Rabbi Weiss. Uh, hopefully today was just the beginning of talking about uh, the history, the long, long history between Rabbi Weiss and the yeshiva. just want to mention two things. One is that Mir Tashem, um, the learning that will be done over the Bena semestrian period uh, of our yeshiva, uh, and the Shloshim for Rabbi Weiss falls out during the Vena Semesterim, will be dedicated Le'ili Nishmaso. Uh, obviously, everyone should partake in all the learning over the next 30 days, but particularly the Vena Semesterim uh, program. Uh, now, Yeshiva will be dedicated um, Le'ili Nishmaso this year. And I also uh, would like to mention, as was sort of mentioned before by President Joel and Rabbi Chalap, uh, the, uh, the contributions of uh, Rabbi Bronstein in keeping uh, Rabbi Weiss's shear going uh, for, I believe, at least a decade after he was no longer able to come to the yeshiva. Um, and he was giving shir from his home, uh, to able to arrange the Talmudim were there on a regular basis and getting him there and back and continuing um, that, that, uh, that shir. Uh, Rabbi Weiss's uh, son mentioned yesterday at the Levaya that he had an extra 10 years of his life given to him because he continued to be Marbit's Torah and to teach the Talmudim of yeshiva and to stay connected uh, to our yeshiva um, something very very important that uh, we were able to provide and I think President Joel as well for his contributions be able to continue Rabbi Weiss uh, as part of our yeshiva thank you